You're listening to The Bossy Type, your unconventional how-to for building a bold business or personal brand through the power of words and sometimes other creative stuff. I'm Elise, director and head writer of Bossy Copywriting, home of bold clients, funny writers and the occasional swear word. Every Tuesday and Friday, I'll be sharing my bite-sized wisdom, quizzing creative experts and chatting with the brands you wish you were. So make a margarita and join me for The Bossy Type, where we make words and brands our bitch. Before we get started, a quick PSA. Head to bossycreative.com to download my very free, very juicy guide to building a bold brand. It's packed with loads of tips from Bossy's favorite creative experts and covers everything from copywriting to graphic design to social media to marketing to everything else. Okay, hit subscribe now because we all know you're going to forget and let's get started. Uh, Hi, welcome to episode one of the Bossy Type. I can't believe that I'm on a podcast right now. Well, I'm sitting sandwiched between my bed and the wall. (laughs) But when you listen to it, it'll be on a podcast. I'm your host, Elise, and every week on The Bossy Type, we're going to be hanging out and talking all things brands or more specifically bold brands and how to build one. Look, I'm not going to lie. It took me about three weeks to figure out which topic I was going to launch with. And I actually had a different topic in mind, which has been pushed to episode two because I went out to my Instagram following and asked which topic they would want to hear about first. And the overwhelming response was to hear about my brand story and how I built my own bold brand from scratch. So in today's episode, I'm going to be doing just that, talking all about how I built my own bold brand. And look, I must admit, Bossy has been pretty bold from the beginning, but there were still a lot of steps to get it to the brand it is today and lots of changes as well. Also, at the time that we started, we were brand new. So, it's all well and good to have a bold brand, but what's the point if no one knows that you even exist? So, it's been about four years now and I'm totally not claiming that I have it all together. I don't have a million dollars in the bank. I don't have thousands of screaming fans. I'm still waiting for those, but I really have managed to build a business that's bold, it's unique, and it's completely aligned with who I am, which is exactly what I wanted. So you don't have to remember my entire life story. Don't worry. I'm going to sum it up at the end with the key things that really contributed, I guess, to building the brand that is bossy. Okay. So we're taking it all the way back to 2016, September 2016 to be exact. And I guess the reason I started bossy was because I wanted to find a way that I could transfer my writing style into copywriting for brands. So my writing style is definitely upbeat. It's punchy. It can be a bit smart ass and sarcastic at times. And I really felt like this was something that I could offer brands. It didn't really seem like there was a lot out there at the time. And I guess my overall mission was to rid the world of boring or professional or cheesy copy, which are three things that we definitely do not do at Bossy. So I didn't have a business plan, but I kind of used my writing style as the inspiration. So this was really my point of difference, which I guess is my first tip is figuring out 
your really unique point of difference and letting it guide the entire brand. So once I'd figured out that I wanted to focus on my writing style, it was time to build the brand around it. So obviously we were brand new. I started in my spare room. I had one computer and zero clients. So I really had to do everything in my power to get attention like most brands do. So the first thing I did was I had a friend build a really punchy website for me. I also started an Instagram and started posting things that I couldn't really see on other copywriters' pages. And I really concentrated on my email voice, which might sound a bit weird, but because I knew that I would be cold emailing so many people in the coming months, I was really dedicated to crafting my kind of email persona so I could write emails that were casual and fun and basically the opposite of every email I'd ever received. So I'm actually going to go into that topic in another episode because I feel like your email persona is something that's kind of overlooked, but it's really, really important. Back in those days, I actually offered three creative services, which were styling, social media, and copywriting. They were the three things that I had experience in. And the thought process behind that was if I offer multiple creative services, then I'm not cutting myself off from clients. So I thought that would be the smartest way to go, which brings me to my next point. It wasn't. (laughs) So niching down always works best. Uh, About a year in, I decided to ditch those services and really focus on the copywriting. It turned out that the copywriting was a lot more popular than I anticipated it to be. So I really embraced my writing style and gave my full attention to the personality and vibe of the brand with the focus being copy rather than it being a creative agency of sorts. So once I'd narrowed down to copywriting specifically, I teamed up with two agencies who were run by two of my friends and they both did completely different things. So I still work with them today. The Sunday Agency, they do branding and creative and Pep Creative, which do social media and ideation. So even though I was niche down, I was still able to offer that end-to-end service if a client needed it. If not, I would just work with them on the copy, but it meant that I could offer a more valuable service by bringing in those two agencies on the larger projects. So my focus once I had niched down was really to become the go-to person for cheeky, fun copywriting and everything else could just go away. (laughs) So the next really important thing that I did was I pulled apart the entire brand I inspected each piece, even all the little bits, and then I thought about how I could do each of those differently, and then I put it all back together to create one brand. So for me, that was really important because if I was going to show clients that we could make their brand unique and different, I had to show that I could do it to my own brand. So I sort of use, even to this day, Bossy as an example or a case study of what we're capable of. So I'll give you some examples of things that I considered I knew that I'd be sending a lot of cold emails to different brands and agencies, so I wrote a really, really good email to introduce myself, one that would definitely get attention. Even replying to a customer inquiry, that email is such an afterthought. People just write a professional email, but you've really got to think about who your brand is, and I mean, that customer has come to you. They're a really hot lead, so what can you do to secure them? I thought about my blog. I didn't want it to just be any old blog and this is something that I'm still working on today. So as an example, we recently posted a story about email sign-offs imagined as after-work drinks. So how could we kind of like teach people about copywriting or brand building but in a more creative, fun way that you actually want to learn? 
Another thing was how we describe our services. So even if you have a look on our website, bossycreative.com, you'll get a sense of this. We don't just describe our services in a traditional professional way. We have a little bit more fun with them. I thought about things like the gifts that I send to my clients at Christmas time. I send them all like a giant brownie. The way that I come across in my Instagram stories, I keep it really casual and even in my DMs and right down to little things like the bossy contracts and invoices and the buttons on my website. So it's really, really important to think about literally every single piece of your business and how you can do it in a more unique way that's more on brand for you. Offline has always been another super important thing for me. So I have always really focused on my relationships with clients, even if it's via email, and they usually end up being a repeat client or they refer me on to their friends or colleagues. So I actually recently had a client tell me that he despises agencies because they tend to just set and forget. And that's why he works with Bossy because we're kind of different in that sense. We're very down to earth, we're very casual, and we're kind of unpolished. The next major thing that I did, which you might have seen if you follow us on Instagram, is changed my entire business model. So in 2020, I knew that I wanted to expand the team. And again, I pulled it apart and thought about how I can do it differently in a way that wasn't so traditional, but still very on brand. So a big focus was the writers that I picked. So they were all handpicked by me. And the point of difference again is that everybody has a really unique writing style. Everybody's got their own copywriting specialty, but they all still have that underlying personality that people come to Bossy for. So the first step for changing my business model was basically outlining the model and how the supergroup would work. And then I started the application process. So I wrote a really funny job ad, if I do say so myself, and I got over 200 applications for the supergroup, but they weren't just any old applications. I received TikTok videos, poems, short stories, even Spotify playlists. So the way that the supergroup or our new business model works is that we're 100% freelance. So you will come to Bossy with your brief or your project and I will assess the project and assign it to the best writer for the case. So it means that you will always have that bossy punch and that bossy personality, but the person that's writing your project has specific experience in that sort of copywriting or in that particular industry. So by rethinking this model entirely, it's really allowed me to expand the team. It's given me the opportunity to support freelance writers as well, which is really great. And it's contributed to building our really bold brand. So lastly, I'm finally at a point where I feel like I've got the bold brand that I wanted to build. And it did take me a while. I mean, it's been four years. Some people get this right straight away. But like I said, I've kind of like tweaked things along the way. And finally, I feel like the tone of voice and the brand filters through all the different parts of my business. Now it's time to focus on the external stuff. So what marketing tactics can I implement so I can attract the bold brands that I would love to work with? Again, I'm really thinking about this strategically, but still creatively. So I've enlisted a friend who is basically a marketing genius and she's going to help me out with this sort of stuff. So definitely utilize your connections if you have them. And I've got some really fun stuff in the works. So for starters, I've been posting mini magazines on Instagram, which kind of give a little bit of a sneak peek into a blog or an article we've written. And that's one thing that I've always really struggled with coming from a writing background is what the f*** 
am I going to post on Instagram? I've got no pictures and a whole feed of just words is not that exciting. So that is one tactic that we've implemented so I can still share my work, but it's still fun and it's still bold and it's not going to send everybody to sleep. I've also started this podcast as a way to help people DIY their own bold brand. I'm also thinking about introducing some digital products, so things like ebooks and templates and courses. That way I can work with brands who might be at the level I was at when I was in my spare room with the washing constantly drying behind me on the clothes source. So hopefully those things will help both bossy builders a brand and people that are building their own brand as well. Okay, so as promised, I'm going to run over all the key tips for you. So first things first, decide on your tone of voice implement it from day one and never ever stray from it. So I'll actually be going through this in another episode, basically talking about what is tone of voice, how you can come up with your unique tone of voice and then how you roll it out across your brand. So keep your ears peeled for that. But obviously I might be biased, but I think that is probably the most important tip if you are starting a new brand. Number two is niche down. So don't go too broad. If anything, go too narrow and really focus on how you can make it amazing. Number three, really think about your business model. Ask yourself, is there a better way of doing this? So traditional isn't always the best. For me, even our structure and our setup counts towards our brand personality because it shows that we do things a little differently. We're really bold and we're not afraid to take a risk. Number four, probably one of my favorites is pull apart every element of the brand and figure out how you can do it differently. For me, this comes down to things like your email sign-off, even the buttons on your website, the message that you leave people on your invoices, how you reply to a customer inquiry. These are all things that are always overlooked, but for me, they're the most important. They're the things that people remember and share. And best of all, they're the things that come together to build your brand. So number five, team up with other businesses or freelancers that complement your services. So if you have decided to niche down, but you still want to add value for your clients or offer them a more creative full service, then it's really great to have people in your network that you can turn to and then they can also share your services as well. Number six, don't be afraid of changing your brand. I'll probably get in trouble for this, but I'm all for tweaking a logo, tweaking your colors, changing your website. If something is no longer serving you or it's no longer aligning with your brand personality or what you're trying to achieve, I feel like a few iterations and changes here and there can only be a good thing. So lastly, number seven, spend some time on your marketing strategy. And if you have some, spend some money as well. So really think about who you want to attract and develop some out-of-the-box ideas to get their attention. Unfortunately, even if it's really well written, sometimes an email does not work. They just won't reply to you. And I'm not saying that you should be like waiting outside their house and stalking them. But just think about your marketing strategy a little bit more creatively. Think about what that dream client would respond to and then go from there. So there you have it. That was a very brief snapshot of the bossy story across the past four years. Whether you're starting out or you already have a brand, hopefully it gives you some tweaks and changes you can apply to make it that little bit more bold. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bossy Type. 
If you haven't already, tap the subscribe button for new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you got something out of this episode, I'd love it if you could rate, review, share on Instagram, text your friends, tell the whole world, all the things. In the meantime, come hang out with me on Instagram at bossy.copywriting or at Elise Elise, spelled A-L-Y-C-E. Bye. Bye.